Well, isn't this fun? I am coming at you guys from my car. I am going to record today's podcast while I drive. You are hands-free, don't worry, while I drive to St. Andrews to see my family. So this is a different way to record a podcast, so we will see. Hopefully, it all works out. Okay, so I'll just tell you a little bit about my life. Oh, I'm supposed to say hi. This is Alicia from Your Way Weight Loss. This is my solo podcast episode. So I'm on my way to St. Andrews. Been having the best summer ever. Um, kind of been putting my head down a lot and and getting lots of work done. Uh, I started another side a, a side hustle with uh, with Beauty Counter, which it has been so incredible. And I fell in love with their skincare. And it just kind of made sense for me to show people what I was using on social media. And I initially just started to do it to pay for my products because they're you're, it's not inexpensive, but there's a reason why it's not inexpensive. It works and the ingredients are clean and they are so focused on sustainability and responsibly sourcing their ingredients. Anyways, I actually absolutely love the company the more I find out about them. And I absolutely adore their products. So I kind of just started that adventure maybe a month ago and it's been keeping me really, really busy, but I am loving it. I'm just loving having conversations with people and helping people uh, pick out products for them. So anyways, that's what I've been up to. Apparently I needed another job, Uh, but I've also been obviously spending amazing quality time with my family. We went on a camping trip and we've been spending a lot of time in our pool. We just got a pool put in. And it's been great, but if you put a pool in, you probably know that it could be also quite traumatic. And we've had the pool in the ground since fall, and it took forever to get concrete poured around and for the plumbing to be done. And we are still waiting for the stonework to be done around the pool. So the pool is beautiful, and we've been really enjoying swimming. However, it's a work zone back there, so we're quite anxious to get that finished as well. So that's kind of what we've been up to. You did not ask that, but I know that you guys wanted to know what I've been up to. So yeah, I'm in the car on the way to St. Andrews. Uh, St. Andrews is a really, has a really special place in my heart. We used to go there as kids. My dad's parents used to live there and my dad, my parents used to just drop us off. uh, Lucky them. And leave us for like, I remember a week and we would stay with my grandparents Right now, I could walk into that house, close my eyes, and I could picture exactly where my grandmother used to hide. Not hide. She was not hiding. Uh, where she used to keep the cookies. Isn't that funny that I use that language? We're actually going to get into a good conversation here uh, about portions and children and how to model that and how to set good boundaries. So ironic that I use that terminology because uh, my grandmother never hid any of her food. It was very accessible all the time. My parents said I would always come home with a stomach ache because I would eat so much. And I remember that really from a really young age, struggling with my relationship with food. I really, from a young age, was looking at food from a scarcity mindset. There's no question. When I would get access to foods that I didn't have um, all the time, so traditionally what someone would call junk food, but we don't label food here at Airway Weight Loss, but, you know, highly processed food like chips and, and, um, highly palatable foods like cookies, that delicious butter and sugar combo. I would eat 
way past hunger. So I very much struggled with the scarcity mindset from a young kid. Anyway, not what I was talking about. So we have so many incredible memories in St. Andrews and my family has really been trying to ease off on the gifts and work on experiences. So we all have so much stuff and I really, really, really love to give the gift of experiences. So the gift from my dad for Father's Day was a trip to St. Andrews for one night with my mom, my brother, and my dad and I. No spouses, no children, no distractions. So I am really looking forward to this. And I also adore St. Andrews. We're staying at a little cottage and we're going to just walk the streets of St. Andrews, shop, eat, drink and then my mom has brought a charcuterie board for us for supper and I bought brought some wine so it's going to be a really bucket filling day anyways you did not ask all of those things but I just told you all of those things so let's get into so I posted on Instagram and said give me some solo podcast ideas because I knew that I had a large long drive ahead and I knew that I could hammer out some solo podcasts So someone asked about portion control and specifically with our children, what's good, what's bad, and how to find that balance. So this is a tough one. It really is a tough one because for so many reasons. Number one, I need to say that at the end of the day, okay, wait, I need to back right up. I am no expert. I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a child psychologist. Everything I talk to you guys about. I am just simply simply sharing with you my thoughts, my feelings, my reflections from my own history of struggling with my relationship with food from a young age, from what I truly believe healing my relationship with food, losing my weight, keeping it off, staying connected to who I want to be, and now raising my own little humans and really working hard to create a healthy relationship with them. In all honesty, my only goal for my children when it comes to food is not to sit at a healthy weight. It's not to, um, eat all, you know, always eat tons of nutrient dense food. That is not my goal when it comes to my children. It's certainly a part of it. My goal is what drives me every day when I am making choices and using language around my children is to facilitate a healthy relationship with food. So that's my, you know, public service announcement that this is just me speaking from my experience. The next thing I want to say is that you're the boss, you're the mom, you know best. I don't know your life. I don't know your child. I don't know your situation. So it's so important that we Stay connected with our instincts and listen to our instincts of what they are telling us when we are trying to do, when we are trying to interact with our own children about food. Also, not all children are the same. There is not one blanket statement strategy that is going to work, quote unquote, for all children. So I have three children. Uh, My oldest is 10, who is a boy. And then I have twin girls who are turning eight. So an interesting almost experiment to have twins because they are and the same gender. They're not identical. They're very much fraternal, but clearly have been brought up the exact same way in the exact same household at the exact same time. And I already see one of my daughters having a, will have to work harder to have a healthy relationship with food. And so that just shows me that it's innate. It's in her. It's 
biology, it's genetics. There's, there's, it's the way her brain works. So it's just, it's just an important statement, I think, to reflect on because sometimes, especially as mothers, you know, we blame ourselves for certain things and we only have so much control. We can only do our best. So here I am doing my best. And what does that look like for me? Okay. So the first of all, the most important thing that we can do to help our children is to help ourselves. And I think my children watching me model portion control and, and a healthy relationship with food and the language that I use around food is probably the biggest, bestest thing that I can do for them. So before I, I even get into what I'm going to do for my children and how I'm going to speak to my children, I need to dig deep and reflect on what am I doing myself? So am I modeling the behavior where I eat salads Monday to Friday and then on the weekend, I absolutely eat all of the things? Am I modeling that? Am I using language like this is my cheat day? I shouldn't have that around my children. These are important questions to ask yourself. And if you really are serious about impacting your own children, you know, the relationship that your children have with food, I really think you need to dig deep first and you need to look within yourself. So I'm very proud of how I show up around this topic with my children. Uh, I actually had a, a not nice comment on Instagram, but that is part of being who I am and sharing my, uh, sharing my whole life, basically. And someone said that they worried about my children because of all the talk that the children hear around food. And I truly, you know what? It didn't even cut me, didn't even prick me that comment because I truly believe and I'm so proud of the way that I am showing up and teaching them and the language that they use and that the choices that they make. So step one is for you to model that behavior as well as using the appropriate language. Okay, next thing. Actually encouraging children to have portion control. So this is a fine line, and I don't always do the same thing every single time. There are times where I completely give my children full reign. I let, I give them complete autonomy. I let them make their own choices. There are definitely opportunities when I do that. Maybe when we're at a party and there's just so much food and it's all around and people are eating. I just really don't want to spend my time at that party micromanaging my children what they are or are not eating. So I kind of almost see that as a perfect learning opportunity moment. And I let them do their thing and Tons of times my children have had stomach aches because they ate too much. So I kind of gave them the chance to learn. And what I'll do at an appropriate time is have a conversation about why that happened. So I will not use language like, "You that was bad, you ate too much, you shouldn't have done that, that's your fault that you feel that way, not at all. I'm just basically facilitating reflection with my children is what I'm really doing. I say, why do you think that your belly hurts? And they'll say, well, I really had a lot of cake. And I'll, you know, and then I'll say, you know what? I've done that before. Sometimes I find it really hard not to eat past hunger. 
to eat past when my belly is full. Why do you think that happens? And I have this conversation with my children and my children know that some food that is really, really, really yummy is a lot harder to stop eating before our bellies are stuffed. They know that because we've had conversations about it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think we can have open conversations with our children. My children also know how a human body gains and loses weight. Again, very matter of fact though, it's energy. There's a lot of energy. You ha- There's a lot of energy in that cake and you ate more energy than your body needed today. And that's maybe why you feel a little bit yucky. And so it's, it's, it really is the way in which you approach the conversation. We're, we're so open to teaching our children about everything. When was the war? How do volcanoes work? Math, English. Why can't our children understand the biology of how our, our bodies function? That is a very basic thing. I do not think that needs to be hidden from our children. So again, I will facilitate a, a very open, honest conversation with them when they have um, eaten past hunger. Another piece of that too, that we have conversations is, and this is more something that would happen maybe at home, if they would ask for more food after I know they've eaten a considerable amount of food, I will simply say to them, do you think you've given your brain enough time to know that your belly's saying it's full? And again, that's another conversation I've had with them that our belly sends a message to our brain, but it takes a while to get there. So sometimes when you still feel hungry, you just haven't given your, your brain a chance to catch up. So again, my children know all of these things because I've had open and honest conversations with them in a way where we, we can talk about it. And none of these conversations when we are talking about fullness and how we feel and over and eating past hunger, none of those do I ever attach to their weight. Okay. None of those conversations do I ever attach to their weight. They are simply conversations about how they feel and why something might be happening. Now there's other situations where I do want a little bit more control. I, at the end of the day, I'm their mom and I, and I do choose how much iPad time they have. And I choose how, when I put them to bed. So I, there will be times where I choose how many Timbits they have, but again, I always give them a choice. So if, if we have a big, you know, pack of Timbits, I'll say to them, okay, guys, how many Timbits do you think is reasonable? And they may say three, four, two. And honestly, the answer is also going to depend on what we've eaten that day. Again, another conversation that we have. And we have conversations about balancing having nutrient-dense food and having food that's only job is to give energy. So how do I speak about this with my children? I do not label Timbits as bad or junk food or full of sugar. All I say is, do you know what? Timbits are delicious. They only have one job and that's to give us energy. Carrots, they have more than one job. They help us see in the dark. Red peppers, they have more than just a job to give us energy. They help us fight diseases. They help our heart work. 
I'll talk about certain foods that help our hair grow and our nails and our skin look beautiful. So how my children decipher what foods, they don't say junk food or bad food. They know that just certain foods, their only job is to give us energy and other foods have other jobs. And that it's important that we balance both because we want to be healthy people, because we want to live a long time, because we don't want to get diseases, because we want to feel good. So again, these conversations that I'm having with my children about certain foods and what foods do to us have nothing to do with their weight. It's all about how we kind of categorize food and not categorizing food as bad. So more often than not, I am giving my children choices. I think as the most that we can give them control and, you know, because eventually they're going to be on their own. And I'll tell you what, guys, the second I got on my own, I, I don't want to say I lost control, but I lost control and I lost control for years. The second that I was allowed to eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I ate all the things. So I know that that at one point I will be releasing my children into the wild. And so, you know, I want them to have learned how to listen to their bodies and to choose certain foods. Now there are times where I choose their portion. It just is what it is. They know they have dessert after every single meal and they know they can pick you know, depending on the size of the thing, we have a lot of mini chocolate bars that they pick for dessert. I say, you can have two. And, and now that's kind of just became our routine and our system. And so they just pick two and move on. Now here's another piece that I want to mention before I wrap this up is sometimes my children say I'm hungry. They're like, I'm hungry. And it's at a time where maybe I think they're maybe not actually that hungry or that we have consumed a lot of foods that are not giving us anything more than energy. And I will always offer offer them fruits and vegetables. So fruits and vegetables are always on offer at my home. You can, and, and often the kids will choose that. They'll say, yeah, sure. I'll have an apple or a banana or some cucumbers cut up. So this is a, a piece, a way that I'm trying to create that abundance mindset with food in general with them, but with parameters that make me feel comfortable. So my pantry is not always open for them to go in and grab whatever they want, but they always can have fruits and vegetables. And who knows? I hope that I'm doing a good job. I hope, you know what? I know I'm doing a good job. I know I'm doing what feels right to me. I know I'm showing up in a way that makes me feel proud. So this is where we're at. And there, that is my advice. Obviously, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about, uh, helping people heal their relationship with food and being a mother are two of my most favorite topics and maybe two of the things I'm most proud of in this world. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that solo podcast episode and remember to follow me on Instagram, Alicia underscore YWWL. I am going to be sharing all our amazing adventures this summer. And thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon.